Hi, I'm Dash. And I'm Rosa. And you're listening to Psychic, Psychic Friends. Friends. Ghost of the, the Movies. It's um, a movies one. And we knew this. Can I tell you, we sort of knew this was going to happen. And I said, and yeah. I said, um, since we just got past our, we just got through our Witches Fest weekend, which means two crazy shows that you're going to hear at some point, probably when Rose is in Europe. Um, yeah, it seems like someone like will be behind. I wanted to do this one during the weekend, but Rosa hadn't seen it yet. But I knew as soon as I saw it, this is going to be one we talk about the whole episode. Here's the thing. Usually our psychic friends goes to the movies are unplanned in the sense that we think we're going to talk for about something for like five minutes and then it turns out to right. be like 35 minutes and then we just make it the yeah. whole episode because yeah. it seems weird to do like one psychic question. Because this yeah. usually is a podcast where you're, Two idiots uh, try to answer psychic Facebook's most burning questions. But every once in a while, they see a movie so crazy, they just talk about the movie and that's it. And that's one of these episodes. Again, right, usually... But I, I knew. Let me tell you, when I was sitting in the theater watching this one, I was like, Rose and I going to talk about this one for the whole time. Yeah, it's crazy because usually our... The, I feel like often the movies that we talk about are like superhero or like like um paranormally at least on some level which kind of connects yeah. to like or the other... or the perf or the perfect blend of superhero and paranormal dracula untold yeah okay sure yeah <laughs> um but like you know usually it's kind of something that if you like really squinted you could maybe understand why it would be in like a psychic or like paranormal show this one is not this one is Boz Lerman's elvis this this is Boz Lerman's Elvis film, a movie that I am convinced that they shot a regular Elvis movie, just a regular movie about Elvis. And then they were like, Boz, you want to take a swing at making this one weird as hell? Um, and they made it a weird as hell three hour movie. I so I have actually realized I've never been to the movies alone. Like I've always gone okay. with a partner or a friend. I just have never like yeah. gone to a. I've obviously watched a movie. This at must home. have this must have been brain breaking to see by yourself. I yeah crazy. But here's the thing: no one was in town to like go see it on a Tuesday afternoon when I had right. to do it so that we could record yeah. this podcast. Like the totally. time, I, there's no. No one I knew was like, hell yeah, let's go see Elvis in the middle of the day uh, on a Tuesday. Yeah. It was, however, very cheap at an AMC because there was no one in that theater. Um, there was like yeah. four people, I think, to see Elvis. Mm -hmm. um, okay, here's the thing. I've been... Yeah, what's the thing? I've been watching the news of Bob Boslerman's Elvis since it pretty much... I think it premiered at London. Correct me if I'm wrong. It may have been on Ontario, but it, Why, it, I, well, how would I how would I possibly know that? Or was it Con? I think it was Con. I'm a I I get a lot of like press releases from um from stuff, and one of the ones that I had been kind of seeing was at I think it was Con. Um, at Con, this movie had a 12 minute standing ovation when people saw it, okay. and I think it's because people were just too confused and didn't know what to do with their hands. <laughs> Because, sure, like, yeah. there's no reason this movie should have a 12-minute standing ovation. And then when it came out, people were like, this is the craziest shit we've ever seen. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I already kind of knew going in that this was going to break my brain on some level. Yeah. Um, but seeing it alone is wild. Because a lot. Of, one of the things that grounded me in reality is having people I could turn to to be like, the fuck? The fuck was that? No, I did I did write some notes down. Uh, just a couple. Oh! Just a couple okay. of, like, kind of little notes of things that... I wanted to remember to talk about on this podcast. So anytime things felt too crazy, I was just kind of like, okay, write a little note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just jot a little note. Um, I think I texted you, which I know you're not supposed to text in the movies, but I texted you, I think, like, five Rosa. minutes. No. Yeah. 
five minutes into the movie um, when yeah. I was like, I can't, I cannot comprehend why Tom Hanks is, does he do this accent for the entire time? <laughs> yes, Tom he sure do. do. Yeah, he sure do it the whole time. He, oh, are you talking about Tom Hanks' West Virginian accent? Yeah, so, okay, so if you haven't seen the movie, he plays Elvis's longtime manager. And his longtime manager, the Colonel Tom, Colonel Tom is a man who says like very flippantly in the beginning of this movie that he is from West Virginia and like nobody questions that. However, he has the voice of like someone doing a bad impression of like a like a German schoolboy. So it's like so it's like he does an accent that no living man has ever had on this planet. He's sort of doing this, like, over here, the sort of a weird, like, it's a mixture between, like, it's like, it's kind of like Sasha Baron Cohen's Bruno. It's kind uh, of also if, like a community theater production of Cabaret. It's somewhere yeah, between a yeah. Bruno <laughs> and, like, a, the, yeah. a, like, a very regional Cabaret. I don't... Yeah. Fully, 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 fully. Somewhere in between those. It's... Yeah. And it's crazy because he's wearing like a terrible fat suit, and it like you yeah can he's tell- wearing a crazy bad. Well, so not only that, that he's wearing a crazy fat suit for most of it, but in the first five minutes, he's wearing his like fat suit and like his fat suit and his like horrible like just hideous old man like makeup. <laughs> and here's the okay, the other thing about this film that's worth saying is that every song in this movie is an Elvis song that's been redone by like newer artists except for the songs that play when it's just Tom Hanks walking through like it's the, oh, do you remember in the movie Constantine when they turn like the LA freeway into hell yeah it's that effect but on like Las Vegas it's Las Vegas and inside of casinos but in Constantine hell mode and during those ones they're playing the music from when the camera zooms in on Sauron's tower from Lord of the Rings. And they're also zooming in on Las Vegas towers like their Sauron's tower from Lord of the Rings. So it goes from like, you know, you ain't nothing but hand dog. They're like, bomb, 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 bomb. And it's like, what? Yeah, the dirt, that's crazy. It's crazy. And Tom Hanks just waddling around in his weird fat suit and his weird bad old makeup. With the like the the old like the catheter machine or whatever the, the fucking yeah, the thing, yeah, the EKG but. or whatever that's in the the thing that's attached to it. I one thing about those Vegas scenes, which I, it looks like okay, the every time they cut to Tom Hanks just kind of stumbling through an acid trip of Vegas, directed by the guy who did the most recent Army of the Damned. Um, yeah. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying, if I think you do know what I'm saying, it's, it's crazy because it's yeah. also all CGI. They've decided, like, not the outside stuff, but for the inside stuff, they've decided, like, like they could have just had Tom Cruise walk around an empty part of a casino. Or, I mean, Tom Hanks walk around an empty part of a casino. But yeah. instead, they've decided to completely CGI it around him for some reason. And it is it is a little bit like, what is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of it doesn't look like a real casino or real Vegas. No, it doesn't look like real anything. It looks like Tom Hanks waddling around in a green screen, and you've just put it in, like, Vegas hell. Yeah, so hell Vegas aside, so the I think the first note I wrote about this movie is... Yeah. <laughs> okay, why does it... So it starts kind of like we're setting up Citizen Kane. 
It starts with like an old It starts man exactly on his like that. And he, who's like, and he drops and he's like, well, it's, before he's on his deathbed, he like falls. He falls back. He's getting like remember, pictures out of a box and no, he he's falls backwards. Christmas, like fo- Christmas supplies yeah, out of a Christmas box. Christmas cards out of a box. Pictures would make more sense because this makes it seem like this movie is going to be very Christmas heavy. And there is like one scene that. To be is- fair, there's one scene that's got a crazy amount. Well, the scene doesn't have we- Christmas, but it's got Tom Hanks saying, What is well, about the no, Christmas? We, we, we need to go a little bit more linear. People, okay, I don't yeah. think people sure, have sure, seen sure, this sure. movie. Okay, like, yeah. So it, 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 he's like getting Christmas decorations and like falls, much like a snow globe out of Orson Welles' hand. And it straight up is like that, yeah. Seems like they just stole it from Citizen Kane. And he's like, oh, no, let me tell you about my client, Elvis. We were partners. I, I, I made Elvis. People say I kill Elvis. I made Elvis. And then it cuts. So the first part of this first third of this film is completely unlinear. We meet like a teenage Elvis and then a child Elvis. And then we meet like everything was like not in sequential order but around one third of the way through the film it's all in sequential order so at first it's like kind of like you're jumping through time and then at one point it's like no we did enough time jumping now it's just a narrative (laughs) now it's just a narrative and the thing that informs you of where the narrative is are truly the most like i just learned how to use adobe after effects transitions that are just like the muppets driving a car with the map like shit where it's like Boz, what? Boz, sure. Hey, did you? Hey, Boz, did you edit this on your iMac? Like, what? Where did? Where? How did this where, happen? Like, a roulette wheel spins in and then spins <laughs> out, like one laughing or something. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I liked um my first like moment that really got me though is like not even teen Elvis, which honestly the teen Elvis is the most boring Elvis. Um, I think sure. we can both agree. Um. Yeah. Okay. Actually, you know, what? I take that back. There's a really boring Elvis in the middle of this. Elvis is great because yeah. they just kind of change his character for whatever they need at this point. Of yeah, the he's just a different guy. All- and the actor, I will say this, actor does a great job. The actor does, actor does a great a- job as Elvis. A crazy good job at both. Yeah. Because it's a really weird line that the Elvis in this has to walk where he has to, it, like nothing he does really makes sense. Like I think a good, yeah. like I, I think a, be- a worse actor would make this Elvis like almost unrecognizable because like yeah. he doesn't do anything that like lets you know he's Elvis. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like when I think Elvis, I do kind of think of like a fun party boy who like later in his life likes to come to drugs. This Elvis is not that. And maybe I just don't know enough about Elvis, but like everything I yeah. thought about Elvis is so challenged by this film. And usually I'd be like, oh, this is the untold story of Elvis. However, the character of Elvis makes so little sense in this film yeah. that I actually don't think it's me. I think it's I think it's them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I, I love so and we'll get to this. We'll get to this more. But I think that this movie tries to paint a like Elvis champion of racial justice picture, which is so funny to me just based on reality. Well, but it's funny because they like I think there's points where they f- realize that they forgot that they were trying to do that. So it'll be like Elvis doesn't do anything about racial justice. At best, he has some black people he hangs out with, which like I get that a lot of white people didn't back then, but that's not like enough. And then as if the, but then they have this moment midway through where Elvis finds out that Martin Luther King Jr. got shot and it just like rocks him and changes his whole life. But the whole time you're watching and you're like, 
Elvis hasn't done anything to Elvis has not done a single thing up until this point to make me aware that he even knew who Martin Luther King Jr. was. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not like you showed him being like, damn, that Martin Luther King Jr. Pretty cool guy. You know what I mean? Like there's he didn't do anything leading up to it. And he's just like, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's okay. a terrible. And it's like, okay, this, but you have to show me that he cares about this beforehand. Or, yeah. The, so the the first thing that the first thing that happens with Elvis has black friends. Um and is he's you see him as a kid. This is the first time right. that we we as the audience know Elvis has black friends because the middle yeah. the middle kind of of this movie, like I would say yeah. like the fir- really the first two thirds, but mostly that second third, it goes very deeply into Elvis has black friends, and then it's immediately right. forgotten in the third act. Like, wait, yeah. no, don't worry about that, which is crazy, but whatever. The yeah. The, the first time you see Elvis having black friends is he's a boy and he's growing up in Tupelo, Mississippi, and he lives in like a like a ramshackle house by by the river and is like running through the dirt patches with like the other like, you know, little kids of the neighborhood. And they decide to go to two places. These bad little these bad little kids run around the neighborhood, you know, causing a scene. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very that like, um like Americana, like, oh, there's some boys getting into trouble in this whole neighborhood Southern thing, which I think is like really played out. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. About, if it's true about Elvis, fine. But it's just like, it seems already hack somehow. But they yeah. go to two places. And one is a revival church, which is, um, I think actually where Elvis started singing. So that one we may have had to keep in. The other one that they go to is just to peek into the bottom of a tin shackle bar where someone yeah. in the afternoon, because it is light outside, is singing, yeah. singing the blues. And then two people are very... While other people basically dancing. are fucking. Yeah, are basically fucking dan- dance fucking in the middle of the... Yeah. Yeah. And so Elvis sees this and is immediately like, Wow. That's amazing. But you can't really tell if it's the fucking or the singing. And it just looks like you now just have three child pervs running through the neighborhood. <laughs> right. Yeah, and yeah, run yeah. immediately into a church. And Elvis has an out-of-body experience at that church because right. he's touched by the music. And that's, like, all we really see of him as a kid, which is crazy they went with child. He was a child perv, like, as one of the two experience we see as, like, a young man or, like, a boy. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was crazy. Uh, it's also, they focus in on the fact that he loves Captain Marvel Jr. Like they really highlight like Elvis loves Captain Marvel Jr. Without really at all explaining what who the- Captain Marvel Jr. is or why that has anything to do with anything. Like not even that, like, cause I didn't know that I was like, Oh wow. I didn't know Captain. He loved Captain Marvel Jr. And that fully explains his crazy outfits from later in life. Yeah. But that's a thing that I know because I know who Captain Marvel Jr. is. But Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Jr. are not like mainstream superheroes people know. So well, your average person watching this comp this movie is not gonna be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I get why he lo- he did crazy jumpsuits later. Cause they just do- they do- like there's so many narrative things you could tie together that would just does sense. I I also like that just because of like the MCU averse of comics right now. Yeah. Um a lot of people are probably thinking like, oh, Captain Marvel like Carol Danvers, because that's right. the current iteration we're using in movies. But I need to stress this is the like nineteen forties when this is taking place. So it's also it's Marvel, the alien Captain Marvel that this kid would be into. No, 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 no. Isn't it? No, 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 no. It's oh, not he's into it's Captain Cap- Marvel Jr. 
No, he's into Captain Marvel from the DC universe. So Shazam used to be named oh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that was the whole Marvel family. So Mar Marvel, the Captain Marvel from, from oh, Marvel. Oh, I didn't comics. even pick up that it, he was into the DC one, mostly because I didn't care. Like, because it felt like such a weird narrative thread to be like, he loves, I, yeah, I've, I've never read any of the DC ones. I just thought it was the old ones. All right, but that's yeah, even yeah, more no, so confusing. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is more, it is that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's even more confusing. Even me who, that, like, reads enough comics to know that there was a Captain Marvel before Captain Marvel, but this is actually, this is actually Shazam. Good to know. Which would make sense that he has a lightning yeah. on his So chest. Well, so, yeah, that's exactly. So Shazam used to just be the name of the wizard. And then for the new in the new fifty two, they they changed the name of the character yeah. to Shazam because they were like, we can't have Captain Marvel, and also there's a Marvel one. Yeah, I could see that that was a bridge too far. We can forgive a, a Slade Wilson Wade Wilson, but if it's just the exact same name, we do got to do something about it. Much respect. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So we see him. He for some reason through these two one pervy one church specific thing. This yeah. kid learns the power of uh, stealing music from black people. Well, but can I also can I also say the crazy thing about that is like the scenes are really seemingly designed to show us that Elvis loves Christ the Lord and also is like a real sexy guy. And what's crazy about that is he doesn't do either of those things for the whole movie. Like the only real sexy guy stuff he does is like doing a sexy dance, making ladies come in the audience. I need, but to it's not about like him no. fucking. So there's one fuck scene where he is cheating on his girlfriend yeah. in, in the beginning. We, I think, only have one. Oh, and then there's a later fuck scene where he's cheating on his wife, um, which, but both, neither are particularly sexy and also neither make, they're, they're both so one-off, like they happen in an, like blink and you miss some scenes and then they're done. So yeah, you don't see yeah. this movie for a man who's like known for being a sex like symbol is so incredibly yeah. sexless that it will make you think it will make you think. Um, so we, here's the thing. So who even cares about childhood Elvis? Because we, uh, we first need to meet our villain, Tom Hanks, who is also the narrator, yep. which is crazy because if your villain is the narrator, you assume that he's like an, so in the moments where he's talking about Elvis, you know immediately that he is an, an unreliable narrator because he is the villain and he's like going to tell right. it his way. But it seems like the actual scenes that they like in a, I think a better movie would make it. So like there would be more cut ins to scenes and more like times yeah. where like you're supposed to figure out like, is this the kind of like an I Tanya where there's a lot of like kind of turn to camera and it's like, I didn't, I didn't see that, but I, I do think if you're going to take a character like Tom Hanks, who's fully likable, like super likable just as, yeah. as a guy, like as one of the actor, most likable yeah. actors of all time. And you want to tell a, an interesting story, then you really make him being the villain, the surprise at the end. No, I think there's a way to do it where you sort of reveal at the end that we've been spending time with the villain this whole time. And that I think would have a, a bigger sort of like narrative oomph, where like you really see the strings being pulled because right now, you see that he's evil literally in the first like five minutes. And then it's just like, all right, well, I, I guess I just gotta, I guess I just gotta watch this crazy evil old man fuck over Elvis for three hours. And he will, he does. And he will, yeah. he fucks over Elvis. But not only that, Rosa, and this is an important part. What does he call it when he's fucking over Elvis? What's that called? Well, okay. Here's the thing. It's more than okay. just that. So it, he okay. says all the time, snow jobs because he's a con. He man. says, but, 
but not just that he loves. I love to do the snow job. I'm doing too many snow jobs. I, I love my snow jobs. Snow. <laughs> yeah. So he does yeah. call them snow jobs, which is terrible. But he, yeah. the thing that gets me about the snow jobs is like, you would think that this is like something that he wouldn't tell everyone at one point, like yeah. Priscilla is like, you got to ha- stop him from doing all those snow jobs. And you're like, oh, yeah. so, and Elvis at one point is like, you got to make it snow. And like, well, so mul- multiple times a character will say, huh, snowman, st- snowman strikes again. And so it's like, knows all right, this man is a con man and he does do what he calls snow jobs and no one is here right. to stop him. Like everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Tom's always, no one's here to, no jobs. one is here to, no one is here to stop him. They're actively excited. Ever, any of them. No one's here to stop him or ever question if they're doing a snow job. He's doing a snow job to them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at no point is any, everyone's like, huh, you sure are getting everyone else with snow jobs. Not me though. I'm not the one. Which could be a better, like, honestly, if you made it really in your face, like maybe that's, that's a thing that, that we know about this Elvis, that he trusted this man so much that he didn't even think that it could be a snow job on him or something, but we don't really get right. that. We kind of, it's kind of like lightly implied, but we never actually yeah. get that. So we kind of just have to be like, I guess he just trusted him or maybe he didn't care or maybe he just really didn't realize it's never fully realized of like what, yeah. which of those are true. Yeah. So we meet the Tom Hanks when he's like a car, like he's like a carny dealer. Like he does carnival. He's like shows. doing carnivals, but he's also, um, he's also, he's also booking. He's also booking. Yeah. What's his name? The other musical act. Um, Hank that- Snow, the country musician. Um, is it Hank Snow? It can't be Hank Snow. Uh, what is his name? It's Hank something, it's but a, I don't think yeah. it's Hank Snow. Because it, then I think that would have come up with all of the snow jobs, snowman yeah. stuff. Yeah, what was his name? I can look it up. But So they're like kind of on the road and like do, kind of doing it. Um, like he, they're on the road doing like carnivals, but maybe they're also concerts, but maybe they're just carnivals. It's never fully... No, Express. explained. In any well, and, way, so, and, and, and then he, no, and they, his name they is get to. His, the, is it? That's crazy. Yeah, so maybe that's how they got the snow job thing from Hank. Maybe that's like where he, like, oh, I do my jobs for Hank Snow. Yeah. Which also, and this is like going to be a real, so Hank Snow's a real person, and I didn't have to look yeah. this up. They gave him like a, like a real, like, Oh, um, like almost like a like a like a southern accent. I don't know about this, but this kind of this wiggling boy. I don't want to perform with him. He's too sexual. Yeah. He's um, too wiggly. Hank Snow's a real guy, and he is from Canada, which <laughs> makes me feel like nobody, <laughs> like no one was really checking the accents on this one. Right. But honestly, yeah. fine. Maybe we don't need to check the accents all the time. Well, so but you're you're okay. So the first the first thing though, the and I would say the first scene that really tees you up to be like, this is going to be a crazy film. Yeah, is Tom Hanks is like, we need the opening. We need a, a, a local act to open the show for Mr. Hank Snow. And Hank Snow's kid is like, well, why don't you put on this kid who's all over the radio? And he turns on the music and Tom Hanks is like, no, there's no way they would let. And he uses some, I forget the phrasing, but he uses a phrasing that's like slur adjacent. And you're like, wow, Tom Hanks just said that one with his whole chest, huh? And, and, the, and the kid's like, no, he's not. This is a white boy. And then, you, and then Tom Hanks just says, 
invite the boy? Well, I need to stop and then they like, because you okay, told please. me about this scene before and I was very excited for yeah. it. But here's the thing. He doesn't say he's a white boy. He says, he's what? Which is <laughs> to me. No, no, no. Tom Hanks says a white boy. No, he doesn't. I looked for he it. He doesn't? For it. He says, he's, everyone says, so here's the thing that happens in this scene. Cause I was like, I was like waiting for it. Right. Yeah. So Hank Snow Jr. says, well, Colonel, he's a white boy or he's, that's the thing about him. He's white. And then it goes to Tom Hanks and goes, he's white. And then the entire, like everything in the carnival starts like, like Tom Hanks, like starts listening to the music and everything. Like he's zooming. Everyone's in on listening people's to Elvis. Faces. Yeah. He's like looking at people's faces. He's like about to like do one of those, like, Oh my God, what spins? It's like all the cars yeah. start playing the same song. He's like, there's zoom in, zoom out. So there's all the, like every single person we get like a look at everyone's like face being like, what is this music? And then it goes back to Tom Hanks, and he goes, he's white. <laughs> and I was like... Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I Because I was looking for it because you've done a white boy to me so much that I, I was waiting for it. I he said, okay, I'll have to watch it again. We're going to have to watch Elvis right. again. But I was like, I don't want to break it to you, but it's almost funnier <laughs> to me. Yeah, he's white. I don't remember. Okay, that's crazy. I've fully just have a different memory of it um anyway but that's still crazy no, that's he still does, a here's crazy the scene the you probably thought he says about the boy because he calls elvis my boy through this entire film and he calls him my boy and also sometimes my wiggling boy <laughs> everyone wants to see my wiggling boy my wiggling boy yeah so it's probably from all the wiggling boys that are said in this movie which is said so Maybe. many times it starts losing all meaning if it ever even had meaning he, he do say it infinite an infinite and seemingly infinite number of times yeah so um, we have so we have that scene and then immediately the colonel goes to see elvis play and elvis is so nervous to get on stage he's like puking he needs well he whole, does like a prayer he does a prayer circle, a prayer in the circle back of, yeah. like outside and everyone's like family's the most important thing and also like god speaks through your music and stuff and he jots all of these things down to like use against elvis later because he's obviously a con man which makes sense right but like it, it's one of the weirdest prayer circles ever because in the middle of the prayer circle elvis just starts like singing like i'll fly away or something like loudly into the center right. of this circle which is like already yeah. crazy but whatever he gets on this they're like elvis we need you on stage and he gets on the stage and he someone calls him a fag or something well so that's yeah so so basically they're doing this whole thing where elvis is like i'm all nervous on the stage i'm elvis press and he's like he can't get into it he can't sing good and then someone's like you're gay and and then Tom Hanks is like, it was like a switch went off in the boy. You can't and then tell in Elvis that he, he, you can't, a man you wearing can't. a pink suit and eyeliner who's going to go on stage to do a little wiggle song. You can't call him gay. You can't do it. He don't know. And then he's and then he's like, I'll show you who's gay. And then he just they start what is like. Just a supercut of Elvis thrusting, like thrusting, and ladies just coming in the audience. And they keep cutting to all the guys who are just crossing their arms, like, I don't like this. I'm not a fan of this. And they also that's cut to Elvis. gay guy. I don't know if it's in this scene or that's, that's later. That's, oh, a, that's, that's later. a gay boy I, watching him on television. I do love when um, that gay boy starts being like Elvis. I, so here's the thing about 
There's like a thing yeah. that like definitely like my grand my like abuela's generation said about Elvis, who were yeah. like all big Elvis fans, you know, being like, oh, like, you know, he, you know, he was just he was such a magnetic performer, like he drove the ladies wild, right? Here's the yeah. thing: if if <laughs> Boss Lerman takes that to the unnatural conclusion that like, oh, he drives women crazy, but by making them actually crazy, like. I don't yeah. even think it's orgasming. It's like screaming. <laughs> right. No, obviously. I, yeah. Deep gut. No, here's the thing. Orgasming would make more sense to me. It seems like there's something about Elvis's music that actually drives them to the brink of insanity. Like it sure. seems so much worse than just like, ooh, a hot guy. I'm going to come. I honestly would prefer it to be coming. The women in this movie like scream like a guttural scream every yeah. time. And then they do this weird they do this weird thing where his his mom is like, You're not allowed to scream at my son. And I'm like, that's a little oh, okay, there's gonna be a weird and then they show this thing where like Elvis and his mom are like super fucking weird intimate in a way that's like Emotion- hey, what's like there's an emotional incest in this film that I don't know if is that was just like true of Elvis, that he was like sure. emotionally incestuous with his mom. Or yeah. that they did this so that like later when she dies, he can be more upset. But it doesn't come off that way. It Either way, it's like, crazy. It comes off like this mom needs to be in therapy and that son also should most likely be in therapy. Like it's, yeah. it comes off so gross that it almost made it so I'm like, I don't care about his mother. At some point, like a woman in the crowd like tries to like tear, like, like goes into a frenzy and like tries to tear off his suit. And her his mom comes and like slaps her little hand and is like, that is my son. You don't tear off my son's suit. Yeah, <laughs> hey, that suit on. Leave it alone. <laughs> Let him wear his pink suit that he buys from the same store as Benny King, Elvis's first black friend that we meet by name. Because throughout Was his the- name Benny King? That's BB King, right? Oh, it's BB King. Yeah, Benny King is the guy who does Stand by Me. He's BB King. Got you. Um, right? It's B. It's BB King. Yeah, it's, it's BB, BB King, King in the movie, I believe. Yes. All right. I didn't. I fucked up enough, but whatever. Um. So yeah, he meets. But this this man is like okay. He is in multiple scenes. But he's not important yeah. at all. Like, at at all, at all. Which is kind of weird, honestly. Um, the That, like, you interge- introduce this B.B. Um, King, and then it's like, he's just here to, like, say two things to Elvis and then kind of disappear for the rest of the movie. That's, but yeah, like, yeah. Like, at first, this was going to be... It kind of seems like an earlier draft of this film was just about Elvis and, like, his relationships with black people in his life. And they were like, okay, yeah, but you also have to make it about this weird colonel. And they were like, oh, yeah, I think we can do both. (laughs) Well, see, that's what I'm saying, where it feels like they filmed a regular movie about Elvis, and then they were like, Boz, just kind of go at it, pal. (laughs) Have a... a, Hey, here's Tom Hanks. Do fucking whatever. Well, I feel like they... actually did two movies about Elvis. One about like later in life Elvis's pill addiction and like one in earlier in life Elvis. Well, this is, and this, well Rosa, this is the thing about making a three hour movie is that that's two movies. That's, that's two, two hour movies. and a half Maybe movies, which is a reasonable amount of film for to have a, to, a movie to watch. About yeah, this one is, so this one has like Elvis goes to, to see his like black friends at the black music club and like at one point when he's like kind of small town success is like in Memphis. He's getting to be a big name, like in Memphis. And he, right. he like goes crazy. Cause also the timeline, well, they, won't, they, they won't let the boy wiggle. 
The timeline on this movie is wild. I, cause at first it's, he's like, it's like one year, but he has enough money to like buy a a mansion, which I think is maybe just true of the fifties that if you got famous for one year, you could just buy a mansion. The The money, like, cause this movie has like an under theme of like Elvis has money problems, but the way that Elvis spends money, you're like, yeah, of course that man, like, I know it's because he was being stolen from by his manager, but like, right. arguably, the way this man spends money, I'm like, yeah, it does seem like this man would have money problems immediately. Well, so, so, but so, like the thing, the thing about the 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 famous locally, the whatever, is they set up this whole like old Elvis versus new Elvis, and the managers and all the people are trying to get Elvis to be new Elvis, and new Elvis wears a tux and is whatever. But the thing is, though, they never show us what old Elvis is other than just gyrating. And it makes it seem like he's like, I can't I can't do my music if I can't thrust violently at the crap. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing in it that's like, damn, whatever. And so they they do this whole thing and they do one of the crazier scenes in the film, which is a crazy movie altogether, where Elvis is performing at this field. And to show that Elvis is a champion of racial justice, okay, wait, we gotta they back, also we gotta back up a little bit on this because we skipped over just like him, just like gyrating around town for like fifteen minutes, and then a bunch yeah. of crazy spinning newspapers, like it's Citizen Kane again, right. saying, "No, like, totally, you gotta stop Elvis. He's t- he's right." But they music. do they. They do the crate. They do the crazy thing, where they're like, "Wow, how are we going to show that Elvis is a champion of racial justice?" I know we'll have him performing at a baseball field while there's a Klan rally happening, and we'll keep cutting between these two things as if these events are fucking running again. As if like Elvis is like, "Crank up the volume, boys! We got to overpower this Klan rally." And it's like, no, what, wh- why are you showing me these two things as it, if they're it, fucking the dueling band scene from Scott Pilgrim? They also say that it's three miles away, and they say only yeah. three miles away. Like, wow, so yeah. close to the Klan in Tennessee. And I'm like, like Memphis, Tennessee obviously had Klan activity in the 50s. Like, I don't of think, course. I don't think Elvis would have even known that rally was happening that night. Why would he? That, that's, that's the fucking crazy thing where it's like, that's the fucking crazy thing where it's like, wait, where are you really trying to make us think? And that also that look Elvis's look for that costume is just a my chemical romance look. And it's like, I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that Elvis Presley invented the fucking that my chem look of like the tight black shirt, tight black pants, red bow tie or not sorry, red tie tie, like a long tie eyeliner because no, he fucking did. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I, okay. Devil's advocate. I don't think he invented it, but I do think he wore something pretty close in the fifties. He wore he wore the colors, but not not the fucking skinny tie, skinny like you know what I mean. Like he's straight up, it's he's just dressed like an early two thousands emo musician in a way that I'm very confident Elvis did not I'm, pioneer. I'm I don't think he pioneered it, but I do think that we're getting. Here's the thing. I would probably be. I, I'm going to look up what he wore for that concert because I think that is a okay. historical concert because I think I've yeah. seen those photos and it's not as far off as you would think. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I think it's the... Yeah, I think there... I forget what this this one was called. But he definitely wore like a black like a black skin tight suit for a concert that I can like think of in my head. Probably not the little red tie. That's that's the little red tie with the fucking eye makeup is what I'm saying. Like that's a very specific emo look that like, 
Yeah. No, sorry. That's not. He and I do believe that Elvis wore, like, was, did wear makeup, which was, like, something that was, no, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fully. about him. Totally. Yeah, it's certainly, I don't think that, I can't, in my mind's eye, think of any time that Elvis wore a tie. That's the thing yeah. that, but the I, other, yeah. The other th- so as we're going anyway. through the as we're going through the movie, there's there's a there are various points. I think this is what made the movie so crazy to watch for me. Is there are so many points from like, oh wow, are they going to make an actual like legitimate critique about Elvis? Are mm-hmm. like here's here's a here's a scene with Elvis and his family talking about race stuff while also having a full staff of black people be all their maids and servants and stuff. Are, is the movie going to highlight this and point something out about it? Absolutely not. No, they're not. Here's a scene where here's a scene where Elvis is meeting with the person he's going to marry, and it. Or are they going to mention the age difference and how that's gross? And it just calls her a teenager, which and casts an adult, casts an adult, and calls her a teenager, and I'm like. Okay, well, she's four. She's supposed to be fourteen there, I think, and that seems like a thing that you probably should tell the audience. Audience, if they're well, watching they it. also call they call out. So they had a ten year age difference, which yeah. they call out when Elvis is an adult because they say like he's about to turn forty, and at one point it's like, when I'm going to be fifty, you're going to be forty. He says right. like when he's about so. to turn forty, like a normal age, like that's. I'm actually very against, I I actually think that there's always a power imbalance and like super in like age gaps, even at like older ages. But honestly, even like at, I think there's a lot of stuff with age gaps that I'm, I think we need to talk more about as a society, but the common knowledge on age gaps is like, oh, once you're both adults, it's fine. Right. Which is if a 40, if a 30 year old and a 40 year old get married, I'm, I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. It's, yeah, so that's, like, fine, whatever. However, when they say teenager, that means Elvis would have to be, like, 28 to make that okay. Which he wasn't. I think all, he's 24 in that he one. He wasn't. He was 24, yeah. meaning she was 14. And, like, I think, a, I understand why you wouldn't want to put that in the movie, but it is 100% true, and I don't think you can just be, like, don't talk about, like, if yeah, you can't you can't put just her gloss in the movie over at all. Well, but also I think that's part of it is like, I think it's, I think if it is a more, if you are willing, and this is the crazy thing, if you're willing to take crazy Tom Hanks doing a crazy voice and be like, hey, look at this charismatic little devil man, he's the bad guy, but also do you, do you sympathize with him, do you whatever, you could do a much more interesting movie if you gave us some of that space about Elvis, where you're like, hey, you love Elvis, Elvis did all this stuff, but... Here's the seedy underbelly of Elvis. What do we think now? What do we think about Elvis? Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, she was a uh, teenager. Mm. And you're like, which side of teenager are you talking about? Neither because there's, good. He's there's two years. <laughs> there's two years where it's still gross, but also less illegal. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, there is two years where it's gross still. Yeah, it's still one fucked year, up, probably, but not a crime. One year that I think we're pushing acceptability. I would yeah. say 19 to 24. Oh, yeah. We're pushing acceptability. Yeah. Lines. I fully like, agree. Yeah. I don't think anyone's calling a 19 year old a teenager. No. Like technically, yes, they are teenagers. But like, yeah. if she was a freshman in college and he was a guy who took a year off from college and then was a senior, technically this could still be two people sure. who know yeah. each other. Totally. So yeah. we're pushing accept. I feel like that's when we start pushing yeah, 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 it. Yeah, um, yeah. No, gross. Um, one thing that I think is the big failure of this movie is because okay. is Tom. So Tom Hanks is the villain. He's the obvious yeah. villain. Right. The problem is then 
Elvis. Why'd you make to, him the funniest guy in the world? Yeah, that's but you know, but Elvis <laughs> has to be the hero, right? So all right. of Tom Hanks's decisions need to be bad, and all of right. Elvis's decisions need to be good. So when sure. things are like historically bad things that Elvis decided, like hey, let's steal from Mama Thornton, let's marry a teenager, yeah. let's do some things that actual Elvis was a bad guy for doing. They have yeah. to make it so that you don't think about those. And also, here's the thing. They do it so heavy-handed, too. So, like, there's a scene, there's literally a scene where Elvis goes to this club and Lil Richard's there playing Tutti Frutti. And Elvis is like, oh, boy, I'd love to do this song. And B.B. King is like, well, you should make, you should do it. You make a bunch of money doing it. And it's, pre- it's presented in such a way where, like, there's a version of that scene where it is commentary on the fact that Elvis as a white artist could make more money than Little Richard as a black artist. There's a version of that scene. It's not that. That scene that they do in the movie is just B.B. King being like, yeah, go for it, pal. I signed off on this one. Also, we hear Elvis do Hound Dog, and we also hear Big Mama Thornton do Hound Dog, and we also hear Doja Cat do a remix of Hound Dog. We hear right. three Hound Dogs. We never hear Tutti Frutti again. Tutti Frutti yeah, seems also- to be good. there's no other there's no elvis version there's no i don't know whatever the modern little nas x remix tutti frutti that is the whatever the doja cat alternative of whoever does tutti frutti but like you know what i'm saying there's like in the other ones you hear like two other versions of it to kind of be like right you know this is the song Elvis stole. This, this yeah. is Elvis's mm-hmm. version. Here's our remix with like a through a contemporary lens, right? Tutti Fruity, you only hear Little Richards one and then no other Tutti Fruity. There's no yeah. Which is they it's just like a weird choice Fruity. if that's how they yeah. set up the uh, cuz in the um the first one uh which is what is it called? Well Ma- Mama? What's the What's the the original song he gets big on? We hear the black artist, we hear him, and we then, I think, later hear an instrumental of it. So in that one, we also get three takes of this song. It's weird that Tutti Frutti doesn't get that. Yeah, no, Tutti Frutti, the only one. Well, what you don't know is that that all the Lord of the Rings, Sauron's Tower music is actually the the modern (laughs) remix of Tutti Frutti. Frutti. You just don't don't hear that part in this yet. Also, the – so – Elvis's dancing was also stolen from black people or Forrest right. Gump, depending on who you listen to. Depending and on who you ask about it. So it was also stolen one. from black people. But we, the only person we see dance like Elvis is Little yeah. Richard. We don't see like anyone else in the black clubs yeah. or anyone in like the tent revival. Even the person who's playing the guitar at the beginning, the people are, people are dancing down, yeah. to it, but not in the same way that Elvis's dance. Right. Yeah. This one's a crazy one for me because that implies that like El- Elvis, because we Elvis is already famous by the time we see Little Richard, so it almost makes right. it seem like Little Richard stole it from Elvis, which is yeah, which is a crazy thing to do. Not true. Also, the per, I think the performer who plays Elvis does a really great job at like being Elvis, but the crazy yeah. thing is the Little Richard is almost better at being Little Richard, and so oh, the yeah. dancing and singing is far better for that brief moment that we see Little Richard, to the point that I kind of wish this was Baz Luhrmann's Little Richard. The Little Richard movie, yeah. I don't think they'll make, but I'm kind of hoping it's no. the sequel. Um, yeah. It's, Elvis too. He's time for Little the Richard. entire movie, that like two minute scene yeah. of someone pretending to be Little Richard, which is crazy. So they they do a bunch of they do a bunch of stuff about how and it's sort of like what's crazy is like there's a lot of stuff that you're supposed to be like wow it's bad that it's bad that um 
it's bad that Tom Hanks is making Elvis do sweater commercials or whatever. Well, but he, and there's a- so here's my second point of everything okay. that is a good idea has to come from Elvis and everything that's a bad idea has to come from Tom Hanks. So like even okay. with him professionally, like Tom Hanks is like, oh, we have to do a new Elvis because you're too sexual. So you just have to not be sexual. And he like makes him sing with a dog and everyone laughs at him and he's super embarrassed and he's like, I can't sing like that. And here's the thing. it That is also a bad marketing idea because then all the horny girls are like, we hate new Elvis. And so like right. every decision that's bad at all, either from like, from like a marketing standpoint or like a career standpoint also has to come from the colonel which makes it seem like elvis is a like is a genius at selling himself yeah marketing savant like he's like which he may or may not have been i honestly don't know but it's really crazy because if he's this mark like marketing savant colonel tom every single idea that he pitches is terrible and loses elvis money pretty much like all of his ideas are bad and all of elvis's ideas are good and you don't like but here's the thing it doesn't seem like Colonel Tom has to be right. He just wants to make money. Why doesn't he listen to Elvis? Because Elvis well, has and been also, correct the other, every single time other, about his career. The other, crazy, the other crazy thing about doing that is that if you want to make, a again, a compelling film that's not just good, bad, whatever, you make Colonel Tom's ideas be really good and successful for the first, you know, half of it. And then it's when he really starts melt, you know, and then you'll see, you see him taking a little off the top or whatever. And then when you see him really start milking all this, that's when it sort of turns bad, but you have to give us the temptation. If, if, if Colonel Tom is the fucking, you know, the garden of Eden snake, like you have to show it's good at first. Like it has to be good at first. And he gets him on like the rate. He does like get him to sign with like a new national distributor. Sure. I mean, his, it's but good it for like completely off screen. ten minutes of film, exactly. And That's it kind of just exactly. seems like, oh, it's because Elvis was so good. Every everyone would sign Elvis. Everyone wants Elvis on their show. Everyone would book Elvis. And so we actually right. don't see Colonel Tom doing any of the like. That's that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He probably did honestly to start yeah. a career because like you can't yeah. just like be a like. I we need to be- talk. We need to we need to talk about the Christmas special because the Christmas special is really powerful, and they do this whole <laughs> so thing. They yeah. set up that. That he Elvis is not performing live. He's only like singing in movies, which is like true. That's a thing about Elvis that like he did a lot of movies. I mean, he was also yeah. singing, but like not, I guess, live. But right. so he does a bunch of movies and they start flopping and they're like, Elvis's career is over. And so Tom Hanks sets him up with a Christmas special to sell a machine that makes sweaters at home. And Elvis, um, he I'm doesn't actually, want to do it, and he, so he he teams up with these two like hot shot young hot guys. Hot shot guys who he likes them because they put um, they put black music on a Stones record, which is why he's like, I yeah. like that. And that's the last time we'll hear about black people in this this one. That is the <laughs> no, there, there's like, there's no there's there's one more there's one more moment that you've forgotten that is even fun. Yeah, you. So anyway, I'll I'll bring it up when we get there. Yeah, so he he gets these two guys. Another again, like smart business decision because guess what? I've seen that special. Yeah, the the Elvis Christmas special from like the sixties, yeah. um, and it, it's like it it was like a cultural moment because of course everything Elvis does, he's a business idiot. He's an idiot at everything else except for I guess marketing himself through business and shaking that w- wiggling little boy body of his. That my wiggling boy, <laughs> my wiggling boy, and so. Because he's like, oh, we're going to bring in these hotshot producers who, like, probably, like, who've been working with the Stones. I'm going to, 
like I'm going to let them do it. And of course they produce something that's like not Christmas at all because they don't want to. Which brings us to the best point of the movie, which is Tom Hanks just yelling, how does this have anything to do with Christmas? Where is here comes Santa Claus? Where is my Christmas? And it's just Tom, like, it's like 20 minutes of the film is Tom Hanks belligerently demanding Christmas in the craziest accent in the world. Because like, so they're in the studio and like for how, so Colonel Tom seems to be a really hands-on manager. For the rest of the movie, yeah. he doesn't even let Elvis like go on a one-stop tour, like tour of Japan without him. But for some reason, in the like several months of uh, sh- like filming and shooting and like getting or like rehearsing this thing, he has never seen any part of this special until he brings the guys from the sweater company that is sponsoring this, and they and he's like why is there no christmas and i'm like did you even come to set any of these days like they've still they've rehearsed like a full like giant dance number crazy thing and it seems like you haven't paid attention until literally the last minute which is so out of character for you in every other scene yeah but he does they he's doing all these things that are weird dances and like sexy like sexy go-go girls and there's karate and like there's all these things that aren't yeah Christmas. which is really the only part of the thing where karate elvis comes up which, which is a shame because you two, gotta bring it you gotta give us more karate elvis. there are two elvises that are com- there are actually three elvises and they're my three favorite yeah. elvises and they do not show up literally anywhere in this movie okay. elvis one karate elvis that elvis loved karate and was like yeah here for it that would have been so fun we don't really see any of karate elvis no. Number two, Hawaii Elvis, the version of Elvis right. whose whole thing was Hawaii, which crazy that we don't see. That yeah. one is probably for like also younger generations because of Lilo and Stitch, probably the Elvis that most people under 20 remember. So it's crazy sure. not to put in any Hawaii Elvis in this movie. No Hawaii Elvis. And like you see that he did a concert in Hawaii, but it's not. That's You don't see Hawaii Elvis there. You see a map that has Hawaii circled. Yeah. That's it. No Hawaii Elvis. And then I think the Elvis that I'm most like, how did we get that we didn't have this one is Jailhouse Rock Elvis, which I right. would say no, is probably Elvis. the third thing people know about. El- really the second thing, because Karate Elvis is only for the true true Elvis heads. But like right. two of the three Elvises that like I think about when I think about Elvis are not in this movie. Well, the thing you gotta know, the thing you gotta know about Karate Elvis is that Karate Elvis is a subsection of Las Vegas Elvis. Yeah, like that's from that era. So to have Las Vegas Elvis be the last hour of this film and not have him do a lick of karate is a real slap in the face to Karate Elvis, which is again arguably one of the best Elvises around. Yeah, it is a top tier Elvis, and we get absolutely none of it, which is. Sad for me. I think we could have used more karate in this film. I would have liked karate Elvis. Yeah, but he's doing a bunch of crazy shit in this um, like holiday special. And then right before they're going to do, there's only one number left to film, and RFK gets shot. Right. Not JFK. The thing that usually happens in movies where everyone has to reconsider like themselves and like what they want. Like usually in in movies where it's like. And we weren't the same after that. Well, but day. The, okay, but so this is the craziest thing too, because they had shown us Martin Luther King Jr. getting shot, and, and quietly it feels off stage, JFK died. Well, so, no, but it, it makes it it makes it feel like wow, 
Elvis is really passionate about racial justice. And then he responds exactly the same way after RFK gets shot. And it's like, all right, well, maybe Elvis cares less about racial justice and is just really concerned about guys getting shot. Shot. Which actually makes more sense for Elvis as a character. But you need to say why, like... Like Elvis late, later thought someone was going to later in life thought someone was going to assassinate him, which is touched on right. in this movie. So if his yeah. big thing is assassinations, that's fine. Sure. But it's crazy for but me. Then you got to gotta t- you got to give that to me more. You can't just show me two of them and have him be like, oh, no. Oh, no. And here's the thing that gets me, I think, specifically is. Yeah. They don't even show JFK being shot or even no. mention it. Like if no one mentions be- it a single time. It, I think it's actually in the montage where RFK gets shot, a newscaster, like, in the back of a TV says, only four years after his brother got shot or something. But, like, it's right. so glossed over that... Yeah. Because the idea that, like, you are, you're scared of assassinations, right? We have a lot of assassinations in that kind of time frame. And so the idea that he only cares about MLK and RFK is just a weird two to choose. Because if he was... Yeah. If it was racial justice, you would think it would be like Medgar Evers and MLK. If it was right. just assassination of rich white guys, it should be JFK, JFK and, RFK. and RFK. Yeah. But no, they've just chosen two random assassinations from the sixties. It feels like so they re- they so they really zone in, uh, and the end is where the really really amps up how much of an evil guy the colonel is in terms of him sort of using Elvis to pay off his own Vegas debts and get an unlimited line of credit and all this stuff. And in terms of- We forgot one very important thing. Oh, please. So how he fixes that RFK got shot is to sing uh, an original Elvis song that he seems to write in a night about how much he loves everything and the nation. It's a change in- um, and he, the, it's, it's not the best song of the film. It is like a good song and I understand why it was important at the time. However, yeah. the guys who own the sweater, like the sweater guys are like, wow, you've done it. And then Tom, you, there's like a weird freeze frame on Tom Hanks going, oh my God, as if, oh, he's a, Elvis is still a business genius. He fixed, yeah. he even fixed this one by being so good at performing that the sweater guys don't even care that it's not Christmas themed. Yeah. They also do a weird thing where they pretend that it's going to be Christmas themed to like appease the colonel. And then at the last minute, they swoop it around to a stage that just says Elvis in huge lights and Elvis is there and he's going to sing a song about America. He's there to let you know it's Elvis. The thing that you, so they, they give us this whole thing that's sort of like the most like bummer part of it where it's like, Elvis is struggling to perform because the colonel's keeping him captive. And they, they show us a scene that they had showed us earlier in the film of Elvis passing out and then getting his face jammed in some water and being injected with drugs so he can get up and perform. Yeah. But they do, they do a thing during that little montage where someone's like, Elvis Presley, you're the, you're the king of rock and roll. He's like, no, no, no. The real king of rock and roll is my friend right here. And I forget which I forget. Is it Fats Domino? I think, yeah, I think it might be Fats Domino. I forget who he and it's to. But that's that's the that's the final moment. It, wait, where, is, it after, Chubby, is it Chubby Checker? I don't think it, is it Chubby Checker. I don't remember. I forget. Um, I, he has a board game themed name. I got. I guess we went. But, with but, with mate, but it's it is it is the final sort of like half hearted attempt to be like, hey, Elvis isn't stealing music. Look, he cites his sources, and it's like, no, man. I guess. Come on, hey, come, come on. Um. Which 
uh, again, uh, the movie, that's, that's the thing I think about the movie is like, it could have either been a total, just like glitzed up glam piece about Elvis is the best and don't worry about any of that stuff. Or it could have been a hard hitting, like interesting look at like, Hey, did Elvis, you know, let's, let's look at the flaws of Elvis. But instead it chooses to walk this weird tightrope between the two things where it's like, what the fuck is it? Boss, what did you do? It's cool. Um, yeah, I think this, so a lot of my notes, I'm just looking at my notes and a lot of them are about just the categorization of Elvis. And I'm realizing that like, he's just a neutral man. Things just happen kind of to Elvis yeah. in this yeah. movie. Um, because like, like one, like we kind of like the, like, there's a lot of things there. He's like, he only does good ideas and he's a genius, but also he's an idiot. Also, he's just like a big baby boy who walks through life. It's so crazy that I like still, yeah. I'm like not really sure what this, the actor does such a good Elvis impression that you don't really think critically at all about like what, what, what is Elvis like as a character in this one? I also, I kind of hate that. Th- so this movie, the best parts are the crazy parts to me. There's a lot of scenes that are really boring in the middle where it's just like Elvis and Priscilla yeah. having like a, a talk or whatever. Those I think are what you've been calling the regular Elvis movie inside this movie yeah. where it's yeah, like yeah, him yeah. and Priscilla are just having a talk about like the pills have gotten too much and they're having a fight. Like in it, like sure. a lot of these, well, have- no, not even that just like, here's some shots from Elvis as a young man. And here's some shots of him touring. There's you could with a, with a na- different narrator, put a regular, just regular ass Elvis biopic together with this film is what I'm yeah. saying. Do you know what I mean? Like you could say yeah. like, here's some shots of his, his girlfriend being sad that he has to pretend to not have a girlfriend and dump his girlfriend. Cause he's going to be a famous Elvis now. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in there that you're like, if you if you cut that together, you could and have maybe more had, normal-ish Elvis. You could movie. have you could have Priscilla narrated and it would be just sort of like a nice puff piece about Elvis. Yeah, you could be like but, Let me tell you about my husband Elvis. There's some things that's, that you know what I mean. That's him, that's what he was the man I loved. You know, that would be a fine right. movie. That would be like sure. But instead they I instead I feel like they kind of were just like it almost kind of feels like they gave Tom Hanks the biography of his crazy villain and no script. And we're just like, Hey Tom fucking let loose. Does it matter what accent you do? No, go for it. Shoot for the stars and we'll fix it in post. Yeah. I, so, (laughs) so in the end of this movie, Elvis is like, Elvis figures out that Tom is like stealing money from him and that he's been lying to him from being about West Virginia when he's actually from Holland, which again, should have known the entire time. Um, because Elvis is from the South and should thus understand what a West Virginia accent might sound like. And it is not this. Um, but he, he like finds out he like has a big, like drug induced freak out on stage being like, I fire you. And, um, it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's fired. And then he like very quick, like, Pretty much directly after they get into like a huge fight about money. He's been stealing all this money. And then pretty much like off screen, Elvis turns into like the late in life Elvis, like the, the really, like he's actually like looks fine. And like, other than all the pills, like for the uppers and downers, it feels like Elvis, like before the final scene could have just like taken a long vacation and probably have been fine, which is not 
how I think drug addiction works. Um, no. at one, like, you know what I'm saying though? Like every, yeah. like all of his drug use is just about performing. And it seems like if he just like went on vacation, maybe he'd be okay. And then off stage, he turns into like his wife leaves him and he turns into like a completely different person off stage. And they were like, at the end of his life, he could barely walk. And I'm like, what happened that he could barely walk? He was just fine a year ago. It says it's one year. And I'm like, that seems. Yeah, that seems crazy. That seems crazy fast, but okay. And so they're like one year and he could not walk, He w- but he would still perform. And it's like, oh, okay, sure. And then he like kind of dies quietly off, almost off screen. And it's like, yeah, that was a legend. That was Elvis. Anyway, I also died. But we get to see a lot I, more about his death, like about Colonel Tom's well, so death, the, than we see about the crazy, the death. crazy. The crazy thing about it too is that you hear that you hear that Colonel Tom dies, and then they give us the like, "Where are they now?" Fucking like, uh, uh, like freeze frame, uh, like yeah, and, but it's, and it's all the stuff top of her class. Yeah. Yeah. But and the one about Colonel Tom starts about how he died in poverty and obscurity, whatever. And that starts playing that goes while it starts to play Elvis's song about the like, you know, another mouth to feed, another baby was born yeah. in the ghetto. Yeah. Which is a crazy song choice. <laughs> For the end being in the ghetto, which I, I'm now looking up who wrote like that's so that that's a song that I don't even really associate with Elvis, and I'm trying to figure no. out who I associate it with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know who who I'm associating with. Maybe I just like never really think about that it's Elvis, but it's certainly yeah. not the version I think. I think I think of the Sam. All right, I'm looking at it. I think I think of the Sammy Davis Jr. version of it. Okay, okay. sure. Though seemingly this song, uh, so this song he was the first to perform it. He didn't steal this one, which is crazy. Okay. Out of all the songs that he stole, this the in the ghetto is not one of them. Um, that makes sense. It seems like the least racially sensitive song. Yeah, he also he didn't he didn't write it though. Um, it was written by a white guy, which you know it was. You probably know yeah, it was exactly. That's down. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people have done it, um, including seemingly. And um, I am thinking, um, I am thinking of the Sammy Davis Jr. version. However, I after this, I have to listen to a couple of versions of this song. Oh please! There's some that are that I can't even imagine what it sounds like, including Dolly Parton. Okay. Marilyn sure. Manson. Three six. Well, I don't want to. I don't feel like listening to that. But oh, okay, Jesus. Yeah. Sure. Um, Dolores uh, O'Riordan singing with the Cranberries does a version. Here's a crazy. Here's a crazy one to me. Given how the movie was old song and contemporary artist song, why not put on one of the contemporary ones for the credits? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Also, seemingly a gospel reverend did a version of this that also sure. won a Grammy. So seemingly there's a lot of versions of this. Um, oh, Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker do a duet of this song, which is crazy. Oh, okay. There's a lot of crazy ones. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds do a version. I. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ones. There's a lot of ones that I'm now just going to be like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so that's that's an Elvis, basically. That um. that's an Elvis. Um, this baby idiot is so good at making decisions, but for some reason listens to a man who's the worst at making decisions in a whirlwind ride. I would say. Yeah, and and it's funny because like they do, and now that you framed it that way, they do so many things to be like, wow, maybe he is good at decisions. Like he make Colonel Tom decides to print "I hate Elvis" pins. Yeah. Because that way, people who hate Elvis will buy the pins. He's one of his and like that's a, jobs. And the, but the crazy thing about that is, if you show us that, you have to show us a scene later where people are spending money on "I hate Elvis" pins. Otherwise, it's just a crazy thing that the Colonel spent money on that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Like if he's if you want to show him to be this like fucking marketing genius, you got to show me. Oh, the pins worked. It also which they don't that he invented merch. Which it yeah he it does he has a scene where he's like I call it merchandise nice. and it's like no come on man I have to look into that I didn't to see if like if he actually invented merchandise because if he did that's like that should have been the whole movie a man invents <laughs> like it said really quick and I yeah. sure yeah I <laughs> um yeah the thing that I think this that I really think is the sin of this movie is okay. I actually think that it turns Elvis for the majority of the movie into okay. Johnny Cash. And I will explain sure. this. Yep, Elvis, everything that he did, at least publicly, and if you're going to make a movie about how he was a completely different person in private, that's fine. But this movie yeah. doesn't really do that. They don't like no. say like, like a lot of movies do that, you know? Um, especially for people who died young, where it's like, oh, this is like the untold story, right? So yeah. they made a guy whose persona was like fun and flirty and like larger than life, good times boy, into okay. a sad, lonely, pill popping, like no woman having wretch for like okay. so much of this movie, which I, yeah. which I think is. And I don't think that's even the real Johnny Cash, but that's the walk the line Johnny Cash. I think that they took, like, they were like, oh, this this white country star had somewhat progressive politics. What if we made a movie about his crazy life? And they've already done that. And they were like, okay, we'll just kind of use that as like a guideline. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I mean, they both did a song in a jail. How could, different could they be? And that's kind of what it felt like through a lot of these because they right. make this guy whose like, thing was like karate Hawaii and wearing comic book themed jumpsuits into a man yeah. who's deeply sad. And I'm like, maybe he was, but you need to explain that more if that's true about him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? But, but I also think that if you want to watch a movie that's three hours of Tom Hanks speaking in the craziest voice that you could possibly imagine, you go for it. Have have some fun. Watch an Elvis. Your brain will melt. Yeah. And you'll learn about snow jobs. Start and you'll hear Tom Hanks say, snow jobs and my wiggling boy. boy. Start a lot of times. Conceptualize if you can both believe Elvis is the most popular musician in America and also why he would spend four years playing Vegas at all. Um, yeah. As like, and I understand it's a different time and Vegas was different, but they say like, yeah. he is the most selling artist. And anyway, he's only in Vegas, did nothing else. Even though like when you look at it, he did, didn't do other things in those years. Yeah. But yes, he had a Vegas residency. <laughs> and then also realize that the beginning and end of this movie have some of the wackiest stylized choices I've ever seen. from. They're crazy. And then yeah. in the middle, it's almost just like very straight, normal bio 
pick choices and wonder mm-hmm. did Baz Luhrmann get really bored in the middle and just have a different director do the middle parts and then came all in back full for- force who could say well no because he also did all of the after effects transitions between shots in well, between those normal biopic ones here's the thing they ha- the ones in between shots even go down in the middle of the movie they dip yeah. there's some really normal there's a couple crazy ones still don't get me wrong there's not that's anything. what I'm saying yeah there's a couple but in the beginning and in the end every every scene is a crazy like is a crazy after effects thing there's only like three in the middle of this movie there is way way fewer after effects nonsense in the middle than at the yeah. ends which makes it feel like at some point you're, you, you get lulled into a sense of like, okay, I guess this is just a normal movie now. And then something takes you out of it and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. I guess not. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, any- it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good one. It's any, not, but you should see it. Any final thoughts? It's a thoughts? bad. Any final, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Final thoughts is just, um, you know, that's an Elvis. And I would just show me some karate Elvis. You know, that's all I want. Um, yeah, my- the reason it would have been good to say have a karate Elvis in there is that you would have gotten Tom Hanks to have to say karate in that crazy accent. Yeah, which and the big and the, the biggest the, the biggest letdown of that film is that at no point did they let Tom Hanks say the word karate in that I crazy think they crazy do. accent. You, when you watch it back, looking for the white boy scene, watch when um he finds out that there's karate instead of here comes Santa Claus. I do believe he says karate. Does he say karate? I think he does say karate. I'm pretty, or mm. I made it up because I wasn't, I didn't, I don't have a note about it, but I do think he says karate and I did think it was crazy. Okay. Um, my, my, um, I think my final thought of this film is yeah. the um, Austin Butler, the guy who plays Elvis method acted for this film and hasn't fully gotten rid of the voice yet. He's on talk shows yeah. and this man is from Anaheim, California, but for some reason is still talking like he grew up in Twipelo, Mississippi. And I actually think um, we should let him keep it. I'm not usually pro method acting. I think we keep it and we just make this the new Elvis. He does a good enough job of shaking his whole body up and down on stage to make fake women come. And I think, um, I think we're ready for it. There's an upcoming film where Rose Byrne plays Elvis. And I, I will be excited to see if, um, what she does with her wiggling boy. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for us on this here episode of the psychic friends. Um, we didn't do we anything a lot psychic, about Elvis. We didn't we... do anything psychic, but we did learn a lot about Elvis Presley. And I actually kinda. realized I liked Elvis music a lot more than this movie ta- rem- reminded me that I actually kind of like Elvis music, which I don't. Yeah. It's crazy because I'm I'm we're doing this and I'm in my living room and I have a seasonal shelf that I change out whenever there's like a new season. Um, yeah. Like and right now it's summer themed and the record that's up is C Elvis the Elvis Blue Hawaii RCA record and so maybe I should yeah. have known that I actually like Elvis music um, before this movie given that this was sitting and staring at me for like the last three. You weeks. have a lot of you have an Elvis mug. You have a surprising amount of Elvis stuff in your house. Do I like? Elvis is that my thing I, don't I think know. you like Elvis yeah okay so yeah well I've been Dash and I've been Rosa and you've been listening to Psychic okay, Friends goes, goes to the movies goes to the movies, goes to the movies. Goes to the movies. that accent why didn't they get Christoph Waltz to do that character why didn't they hire Christoph Waltz to teach such a Tom Hanks how to do the accent? I know that he's not from Holland, and I know the guy was from Holland, but it's not a Hol- it's not a Holland accent. And also, like, here's the thing. 
if this was Christoph Waltz, it would make sense why they were letting the villain narrate it because everyone wants yeah. to hear more Christoph Waltz when he's in a movie. It would. I make- also would have appre- I also would have accepted Peter Stormare. Any of the any of the stars guards and or sars guards, I think would have also any been of better. except for the young one. Yeah, the Don't one that's the too young, young can't do it. I one that the young one, the Pennywise one, can't do it. Yeah, young one. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Stellan. He did okay. a fat suit for Mamma Mia too. He could do it. I also don't love fat suits. We could just not do fat suits. In don't movies. do fat. There's no need for a fat just suit. Cast a plus size actor, or also just don't do it. No one's gonna notice if they don't look no exactly like. No one cares. Yeah. 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 If that's it's crazy to think about like a movie where you take incredible crazy liberties with the historical accuracy to be like, well, we got to put him in a fat suit though. Yeah, he needs. They also make in the very end they make it the Elvis fat, but just in the face. Yeah. Really well, they give him a little bit of a tummy. They give him a little bit of tummy. Kinda, yeah. I. It's weird. I was very attracted to Elvis in this movie, and that's he's weird. hot. He's super hot in this movie. We, you know, I would I would be a woman who loses her mind with too much. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. We didn't bring up how hot he is in it. Yeah, we got through this whole, whole thing without saying anything about how hot they make Elvis. <laughs> 